From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Thursday, March 3rd. I'm Sarah Reif. The Board of Supervisors took up a full slate of cannabis issues at yesterday's special meeting, including following, the tax code, an appeals process for application denials, and the proper uses of a $17.5 million state grant, which is supposed to help local growers secure annual state licenses. Supervisors directed county council and cannabis program staff to look into what it would take for growers to take a leave of absence from cultivating without continuing to pay the minimum cultivation tax. The tax was approved by the voters, so any changes will have to be affected with a certain level of finesse. Supervisors also tried to hammer out an appeals process that would cover every contingency. The ad hoc committee even took a break with outside legal counsel in an attempt to work out something that would include all applicants, whether they are in the portal or not, the terms of cost recovery, and whether or not applicants appealing a denial should be allowed to continue growing during the appeal. They expect to review various options at a meeting in May. Cannabis industry representatives called for more transparency and stakeholder meetings with the county cannabis department, but cannabis program director Kristen Nevidal responded that she recently began holding Friday morning meetings about various topics of interest to those in the program. The program has now been promoted to the status of a department and is attempting to increase its staff of 9 to 20. The name change does not incur additional costs, but it signals that cannabis is no longer within the purview of other departments as it has been in the past. Letters about tree removal also came up during public comment on off-agenda items. Last month, the cannabis program sent some applicants letters and aerial images of areas where trees had been removed. The letters stated that if applicants failed to provide credible evidence, like documents from a licensed professional and list of the species that had been removed, their applications would be denied. Cannabis attorney Lauren Mendelson blasted the program for its handling of the issue. There's a lot in how the county is currently uh, implementing the ordinance that is not actually written in the ordinance. For example, the requirement that you have had a professional, a licensed professional prepare a list of all the types of trees removed at the time of removal, that is not specified in the ordinance. And that is creating a very difficult situation uh, for folks that just did not think they were going to have that. And now they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. The 15-day window um, is very short. It is really not enough time to get this information together for many folks. And it seems like that was done intentionally um, to leave people without enough time. The county was fully aware that many of these applications had uh, potential tree-related issues for a long time, and yet they waited to let people know and then gave the short window. That just simply seems unfair. There's lots of reasons why trees can come down, weather, disease, Um, And the way that the cannabis program is interpreting for the purposes of developing a cultivation site is very unfair. I've got a client who presented evidence from Cal Fire that something was done for dispensable space. MCP just said it looked suspicious and therefore it must have been done for the purposes of developing a cultivation site. That is arbitrary and unacceptable. Nevidal said that a subscription to Planet, the aerial surveillance service utilized by CDFW, could provide archival footage and answer questions about vegetation management. The subscription is $350,000 a year and is one of the items she proposes to pay for with the local jurisdiction assistance grant. That set off alarm bells for Michael Katz, executive director of the Mendocino Cannabis Alliance. The grant application does not allow for funds to be used for enforcement, and yet included in the satellite imagery text is that the tools are crucial to managing complaints about program participants. So that's one specific item that certainly is on the face of it uh, related to enforcement. Nevidal said that often people call in complaints about things that aren't actually happening and that the imagery could be used to discredit false complaints. 
Katz also worried about grant money being used to hire full-time staff, asking what they would do once the money runs out. Nevidal said cost recovery was written into the budget, and she expects there'll be plenty of work at the cannabis department, what with processing another grant, renewing Phase 1 and Phase 2 applications, and moving into Phase 3. And she expects the department to play a key role in the county's economic future. I'm confident we'll need staff going forward as the program expands, and I certainly hope that um, we'll see changes at the state level that allow for our cannabis businesses to stabilize and hopefully have business growth. We can also look at additional programs in the future. It would be great, in my opinion, if the NCP wasn't just processing applications and running full grant programs, but if we were also looking forward to economic development for cannabis businesses. I think there's a lot of opportunity in the future, and I don't think 20 staff is out of the question going forward. Supervisors and county staff blamed much of the difficulty on the mismatch between the state's regulations, which require extensive environmental review, and 10A17, the county's cannabis ordinance, which includes a mitigated negative declaration. Supervisor Ted Williams had a question for Nevidal and County Council Christian Curtis during one discussion about an attempt to align county policy with state requirements. So I, I don't like the recommended action today. If we pause and we have stakeholder input, we have meetings, and we decide to do go a direction contrary to where the state is trying to steer us, and the state says no, what, what have we gained? Was that a rhetorical question, or were you? Well, no, I'm, I'm, I just, can you clarify, because I, it seems like we're all over the place. Do you see room for negotiation with the state? And if not, why would we hold stakeholder meetings? It sounds like a checkmate. Nevidal said she did not think there was a heck of a lot of room for negotiation with the state on its requirement. The Mendocino Cannabis Program is holding a public meeting tomorrow at 8.30 a.m. to discuss program updates, CEQA, and Appendix G, a checklist devised to satisfy the state's environmental requirements. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Reif. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.